Okay. Um, there's a really bad echo. Yeah. All of a sudden. Hello, this is Marcel. Hello, this is Marcel. Can you hear me? Hello? I can hear you, Marcel. No, 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 not you, Lawrence, the person on the line. Can you hear me? Okay. I think you need to make an announcement, Lawrence, that they need to sign into the Zoom. Yes. We have a full board, Lawrence. Okay. Okay, well, I'm hoping that uh, everyone uh, heard uh, what I said in terms of uh, go to the link and uh, click on the link to the Zoom so we can uh, get you on the screen. We have a great show this evening. He's going to be watching the football games this weekend. I will. Do you do you risk for it, Gary? I just I just watch I just like good football. Just like Dallas is on them. We're getting ready to start with yeah. the Seahawks. Yeah, I forgot about that one too. Yeah, Thursday night football with the Seahawks. But the uh, the conference championships of this weekend, 
Georgia and Alabama. That's right. Uh, Florida State and whoever they're playing. Tulane. Uh, I don't know who they're playing. Uh, Texas and Oklahoma State up in Jerry Jones world. So yep. that makes a really good football. On Saturday. You can't, you can't count Nick Saban out. What was they fourth and forty three last week? Something like that. And <laughs> what? That kid, that kid to throw on a fourth down. This game is done. Yeah. Right in the corner with that guy leaping yep. over that guy. That is oh. stuff of what legends are made. He'll never have to buy another meal in that town. Well, he okay. okay, gentlemen, what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to uh, wait about another minute. And I'm going I'm to going uh, go with the show with a welcoming, and we're going to get started. And those people can hopefully join in uh, in the time. Um, Gary, if I... I forget. Uh, uh, five minutes. Five minutes show, show, I would like I for would you like to remind me. Uh, I need to remind those people who are on the the radio connection or the phone connection can go to the Zoom. Would you like to start your announcement now? If you, whenever you're ready, if you just do, think, you know, give me a tip or something, and I'll, I'll you'll hear us say. Yeah, something like that, and then count how five, maybe good. All right. Welcome, welcome to the Marty Oakley uh, podcast. Uh, this show has been made possible. Um, Marty, Oakley. Marty Oakley it started, started in 2016, 2016. Uh, uh, as, well as well as with, with the, the assistance of Marcel Reed, who conducts the Whistleblower Summit yearly, annually on Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C. I want to uh, I want, especially uh, thank her for making this possible, making sure that those people who are not heard ordinarily get an opportunity to talk about the discrimination and the racism and abuse of women and others at the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Thank you, Marcel Reed. I want to say also that we are going to move to another agenda in a nutshell in 2024. And I say thank you, and I would like to all of you all to understand that uh, this show was made possible because of her, and we are moving to another format in 2024. The show will be called Seeking Truth and Justice. And it will and run on every on last, Thursday last Thursday and every month. And, every month. and um, um, it will be run on the Marty Oakley TS Radio Network. Uh, Marcel, uh, I can't thank you I enough, thank you. and I want to wish everyone um, a uh, greetings after Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. 
We have a very ambitious show tonight, and we're going to get into um, what you consider a good opening to start everyone thinking about what they have to say, their participation in the show, and the importance of some of the subject areas that we're going to be covering, which is a very aggressive and long agenda. We're going to do the best we can to cover this uh, agenda, and we have approximately uh, we have 15 minutes into the program, and we have uh, one, we have actually 90 minutes instead of 60. So thank you very much for all of you for joining. I want you to also know that this uh, show is being videotaped, and we will distribute it uh, as soon uh, our good uh, uh, Gary Johnson of Black America, who is the producer for the video, and I thank uh, Marcel Reed, who is now the producer of TS Radio Podcast, uh, formerly the Marty Oakley Show. So, uh, Gary, let's get started with something that we have been using uh for quite a while. All right. Thank you very Thank much, Gary Johnson, for running the video. Uh, I'm not so sure that everyone was able to hear it. Uh, I'm going to kind of rely on uh, our producer, uh, Marcel Reed. I hope that came in clear for all those people who are listening uh, via the podcast. Uh, we will now get into some of the things that we want to discuss uh, tonight, and we're, we're going to go all the way from uh, debt relief. Um, we're going to talk about many uh, facts that have popped up around and some of the myths 
that we have to deal with in order to get the justice and the voices of farmers and employees out to our listening public. Uh, we want to talk about the whole issue of uh, those partners that Bill described to work with USDA that are probably taking uh, are taking money um, with this pain and suffering uh, of black farmers. Uh, we also would like to address uh, the Ramses uh, doing cartoons which kind of depict what uh, has occurred in around USDA, uh, dealing with Bill going on 
at the Department of Agriculture as it relates to this rollout. And we're going to have um, Dr. Henson to talk about what is going on with this uh, 40-page document that black farmers have to fill out. And I want uh, Dr. Henson to also uh, indicate to us why is it that white farmers filled out a document to get paid and money they didn't ask for, and black farmers have to fill out a 40-page document. I I want you to uh, give some clarity from your standpoint and our standpoint of how we feel. We have distanced ourselves from those who feel as though um, black farmers uh, can only get, um, they're not getting their debt relief and the legislation called for it, and our senators, both black and otherwise, have not demanded that uh, Tom Vilsap uh, pay the farmers the money that's sitting uh, on Tom Vilsap's desk. Wayman, you have a good uh, feel about what that's all about. And I would like for you to uh, take a deep dive into uh, just what's going on with uh, Tom Vilsap and his so-called partners uh, and what is going on with Vilsap with this so-called trusted uh, people that he has, that he's working with and not paying black farmers and not paying black farmers what is actually their losses, but they are making the determination and we can never, ever trust USDA. And they did this without an ag economist and they would not assign an ag economist to make sure that a farmer get what he's supposed to get and that means get his total uh, debt relief and get his taxes paid, and also, most important is, get what his actual damages are. And I think this is something that I know Stovall has a strong feeling about. So I'm going to let you kind of take a deep dive in, into that and tell us really what is going on with this whole process that claims uh, and we are seeing claims by senators and others and also some of the black leaders and organizations are saying that Bill Sapp is doing a fine job as we go into this election cycle in 2024. Uh, Dr. Henson, thanks for being on tonight. I would begin the brief summary, Lawrence, by saying that uh, Maya Angelou said that when somebody tells you who they are the first time, believe them. And I think that that quote fits Vilsack to a T. Vilsack left the state of Iowa with a class action suit by uh, black American employees of the state of Iowa that had been filed against him. His past and his present and also his future shows that he's uh, hiding beneath a very, very thin veneer that we can see through of racism. We believe that he slow-walked processes under the American Rescue Plan Act which would have given farmers like Michael 100% of their complete debt write-off plus 20% for taxes. He slow-walked that, and that allowed 12 uh, class action suits to be filed by white farmers around the country 
and two of them were uh, uh, accepted as law by a judge out of Florida and one out of Texas. So that threw uh, the, a monkey wrench into the works to get farmers paid off. The next thing that happened was that the IRA of 2021 created a race-neutral process, which I think is, shows where we're going as a country when the, the Supreme Court is going to do away with, uh, uh, with uh, affirmative action and then addressing the injustices and discrimination of black farmers and other groups is now being washed away so that any farmer of any color can simply uh, file a claim that I'm a distressed borrower and they're going to get their debts relieved. The numbers are, are brutal that about 13,000 farmers of whatever colors were paid off somewhere around the, in the vicinity of over $800 million. So we want, by race, those numbers to be played out. But Vilsack says we can't give it to you because that's against the law, while we know that the 2008 Farm Bill mandated the Ag Secretary to release that data. So he's hiding behind something, and we have somebody within the USDA that says, that quotes Vilsack is saying, we can't give them that information because it'll make us look bad. And it does. Either way you look at it, it makes it look bad. So the, there was one sum of billions of dollars that was paid off, uh, indebtedness were paid off to distressed borrowers of any color. It's the race-neutral world that we're living in right now. And then the second sum of money was $2.1 billion or $2.2 billion uh, for discrimination. So any farmer of any color can file a document that attests to the fact that they have been discriminated against. And as white farmers are jumping into the mix, that's watering down the pool. So the loss that the bill says not to exceed $500,000. And one of our colleagues says we ought to be happy about that, right, Michael? Because it could have been 250000 But we are very, very, very dissatisfied with that, and Michael can be more articulate about that than me. So that's one piece that we're going to make sure there's a cap. We're going to open up the floodgates to farmers of any ilk. They can file, and that means that the numbers are going to go down so that the best I think a farmer is going to be able to get is twenty-five to thirty thousand dollars, which is going to be a pittance of what that farmer actually lost in terms of real damages. So the structure that Vilsack has set up is let's pay white farmers without them asking for it. Really simple process. Let's give millions of dollars to cooperators, allegedly groups that are trusted by black farmers although that's not really the case, allegedly trusted, and we'll set them up to be cooperators. So there's one big entity called the Windsor Group up at the top. There are two other groups that handle Western U.S., Eastern U.S., and then there are uh, 20 to 25 cooperators that get millions of dollars to go out and offer technical assistance, helping people, pointing people, farmers, towards somebody who can have to fill out the documents. The document is a ruse for, I'm going to run you out of business. 
a 40-page document that mandates that farmers, uh, that there, there's some lines in there that say you should, you are encouraged to, or you must. And so a farmer that fills out that completely is going to fill out a tractor trailer rig full of documents. And then that gets sent in. And once they're all accumulated sometime in early to mid-January, then they're going to go about the business of who deserves it, who doesn't. And then they're going to divvy up the $2.2 billion by the number of people who merit uh, being reimbursed for their uh, uh, claims for discrimination. The process is a ruse, I think, one more time to run black farmers out of business. There's no way under the sun in that particular process that black farmers will be paid pain and suffering actual damages. They're going to be paid pennies on the dollar if at, if at, at this. So that, that's the short version. I think it's a ruse. I think it's ridiculous. I think it's a racist process. I think it's a setup. But, Michael, that's only me looking at it from uh, my vantage point as a white guy who cares about this stuff. So, Lawrence, that's my brief summary of what's going on. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, I want to announce at this time uh, those individuals that are listening to the show on um, on PS Radio podcast, uh, the call-in uh, number, I would appreciate if you would uh, now turn to the link that we sent out for the Zoom call. And, and I know we have Lisa Donnelly as one example. So I want you all to go to the link. Uh, Bryce Stuckey, I heard that uh, he's there and there are others. So I would like for all of you all who are listening on the radio portion to move to the link so that uh, we will know exactly who you are and uh, we can add you uh, to this discussion uh, much easier. Um, that said, um, Michael Stovall has been in this struggle, and I've been knowing Michael Stovall from Alabama, black farmer advocate, independent black farmer organization, uh, for many, many years, almost 25 or 30 years. Um, Michael, I know you have listened to what uh, Dr. Henson has said, and I know you have some very strong feelings about what is going on at USDA as it relates to black farmers and what uh, Tom Vilsap is doing uh, to uh, hedge uh, and make sure that black farmers don't get the same treatment and compensation that he gives in the billions of dollars, I think $3 billion, to white farmers. Um, Michael, um, you chime in and, and let us know what your feeling is. You've heard uh, Dr. Henson give a technical response, but from a black farmer position, and you've been involved with this for a very, very, very long time, what is your, what is your take on what is going on with black farmers and what needs to happen soon in order to save these farmers? Good evening. My name is Michael Stowall. I'm a farmer here in Town Creek, Alabama. 
and I am the fourth generation of farmers in my family. I just want to thank God for all of y'all that's uh, playing a role in getting justice for black farmers and employees that's been wrongly done at the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Without y'all's support and standing beside these black farmers and these women fighting for justice because they want to work a job in the bar stripping, without that, we wouldn't know what to do because we realize black farmers don't have a voice. And we realize that Congress and the Justice Department, you know, they play the big part in demining and, uh, and undermining black farmers uh, in, the, in the United States of America. Now, you know, we cannot get justice. If we was a white farmer and we lost over 15 million acres of land, we would have been compensated years ago. By us being the darkest complexion farmers, we can't even get through process. Now, 40 pages is discrimination itself because they realize what they have done and they do the same thing over and over again. And I fault the Justice Department because the Justice Department played a key role in allowing the Secretary to continue to do what he did. So why would you send 40 pages out to any farmer with all these different documentation where you'd already been admitted for years that these black farmers are steady being discriminated against and you steady holding up the pavement? And that's what they continue to do, and it's what they're going to continue to do. With 40 pages and you might get $10,000 and your damages is $20 million or $10 million or $5 million, and they're going to give you a token, and they're going to tell you to go home? This is what they do to buy farmers across the United States of America. We got, just like when I, we sat down on March the 1st, we talked to Senator Booker in reference to black farmers getting due process, black farmers getting actual damages. He also indicated that the black farmers cases can go back to the Office of Civil Rights, the ones that sell more than $500,000, and get actual damage. Now they plan around with that because that's not going to happen because they don't want it to happen. These farmers are not even going to get a half a million dollars and their damage sales way over a half a million. Only thing they're doing is muddy the water like they always do. We have a problem in the United States with the Democratic Party, Republican Party, the same old okey-doke. And it's a crying shame in 2023 that black farmers have suffered and continue to suffer. With me having a finding of discrimination, been fighting the USDA for 30 years. I have seen farmers that died, lost their land, their home, their family, and reference in this struggle. And we got people that out there allocating for the USDA in two and three and five and ten million dollars to go out here and advocate for 40 pages. That's a disgrace in itself. I don't have to call no names, but nonprofit organizations, organizations, schools, land grant colleges, and all is benefiting from the pain of the black farmers. When black farmers, all they want to do is farm the land and get due process. That's the problem that black farmers have in this country. We steady losing land, and the debt relief in itself is a disgrace. 
because the biggest majority of the real farmers are not only getting partial debt relief, and some not getting debt relief at all. Hmm. So those are the problems that black farmers have happened in the United States, and we're still struggling, and without jobs and trying to get Dr. Cornel West uh, to bring it to the forefront as one of his lead things of bringing justice for black farmers. You know, it's sad that black farmers are steady suffering, and here it is, 2023, and we steady have the same problem. Nothing have we had benefit, nothing. It's the same old okey-doke, and it continues to go on and on and on. Uh, thank you, Michael Stovall. Um, at this time, I know that we've uh, made very well aware that we have lost hundreds of farmers over the decades because of the racism uh, and the problems that the USD has presented them in order to survive. We're also talking about the loss of land. We're also talking about the loss of generational wealth that uh, goes along with being a successful farmer today. Uh, the farm economy would be so much better if we would not have to face racism that exists in the U.S. Department of Agriculture, which they have already admitted to. Uh, we uh, do have we some, a list of names, list of, names of many of farmers many that, uh, have lost, that, that have lost, lost. and we also and have, have one person, one person that, I, that I met years ago in some demonstrations on my way to another demonstration. I saw him uh, in Lafayette Park doing another demonstration when I was doing something for employees. And I'm talking about, I'm talking about my good friend that my we lost very recently. Uh, I'm talking about Eddie Slaughter. I want you all to know that Eddie Slaughter, uh, Michael Stovall, they are rare birds uh, in this struggle. Uh, they don't take money uh, from USDA at the pain and suffering of other farmers, of our black farmers. Our black farmers. And that's what's going and on what's right going now. Right and I would and like, I would like we have a piece we want to share with you. And share with you the And in the words of Eddie Slaughter, I want him to speak from the grave tonight to let you know what farmers are suffering. And, and his dedication and his reason for doing what he's done, not only for himself, but also for others. Uh, Gary Johnson, can you uh, help us with um, names as well as the piece that we have on our dearly beloved uh, Eddie Slaughter? I've got the piece on Slaughter. Hopefully we can get through our technical difficulties. That's not certainly Iron down on our post. But uh, here's our piece on our uh, own getting slaughtered. I smell mother earth. 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 I smell mother
name is Billy Sloan. I was born here in Central Vista, Georgia. And at an early age, my mother and father moved to Miami, Florida. I think I might have been four or five years of age. Uh, but I always knew that I was going to be back. I think it was in 79 that I came back here to a funeral of one of the family members. Got a job in state. I want to give me a bag, Fred. Bag of pecans. When I first moved back here, I wanted to learn the farming and get into farming. And that's when the Pickford lawsuit came up. When I saw uh, so much of the discrimination, you know, uh, before I knew it, I was in it.
Yes, Lawrence will be speaking to you now, Bernice. Now, what can I, what can I do for you? Yeah, it would be great if we could get uh, Bernice Atkinson to transfer uh, over to the Zoom link. Well, I, I got it on the blog, but I cannot get my... Ms. Atkinson, um, I think we lost you. What did you say just now? Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Thank you. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Now, well, Ms. Atkinson, we, we've been, have you been able to hear? Yes, uh, I have. And, and you've listened to uh, what um, Dr. Henson has said, and you've heard the concerns of uh, Michael Stovall. Uh, you don't have a lot of time, but uh, tell me what your impression is about what is going on, and brief and very briefly, two or three, four minutes. Uh, tell us about what you've experienced and what has been going on with the loss of uh, land and wealth of black farmers, and and you have been involved in this new process. That, that the U.S. Department of Agriculture, i.e. Vilsap, has rolled out for black farmers in this process to make sure they get the debt relief and get there and, and get compensated. But we know that uh, this compensation is not going to be a full compensation. Um, you Give us your opinion, uh, whether you agree or disagree, but and I, I also want to say at this time, I noticed that uh, Bryce Stuckey has joined us. And, Bryce, thank you for uh, getting on tonight. I appreciate you, your input because we will get to you next. Uh, go ahead, Ms. Atkinson. My view of it is that it is uh, continued systematic discrimination. I was looking at the uh, paperwork today at 208 in the 208 form the uh, that was there was a uh, provision set out those provisions were never carried that was never carried out so now they say this is not a uh, pig foot but they say that it is a uh, 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 a different type of uh, systematic uh, Thing that they have going, but this is uh, unfair, unjust, and it does not aid and assist the farmers because they have set it up from the outset for us to fail. A 40-page document, a complaint document, for people that are 60 to 92 years old, is ridiculous. I had the Windsor group to come up to my county. I had five cities with them, and I monitored every one of them. Now, they would come in, they would pass out the complaint, and... Did we 
lose Mrs. Atkinson, Alabama, Marcel. We may be having some technical difficulty because it seems as though um, suddenly we lost uh, Mrs. Atkinson, who was explaining in detail about the process. Mrs. Atkinson, are you back with us? Um, Let me try her, Lawrence. I, I'm, I'm listening to you, Lawrence. I heard Miss Atkinson you hear me? when she dropped. Okay. Yeah, she's back. Do you hear okay, me? Great. Okay, great. Continue on, Mrs. Atkinson. Okay, well, she would come in, pass out those complaints, and then she would take about 30 or 40 minutes to read through those 40 pages to those people. Now, think about it. They are 60 to 90 years of age. Many of them have had stroke. Many of them have had heart attacks. Many of them have high blood pressure and other ailments, diabetes. They cannot retain the information that she gives them. So how can this be justice? And I asked them that question. Also, we had about 70 people in our group. Anywhere from 47 to, to 70 people each time. We only had two workers. How can two workers service that many people and give them due process? We didn't get due process. It was impossible to get due process. We, we left the information that she gave out to them. They went home. And my phone never stopped ringing. It was like Grand Central Station. Because they were saying, well, I don't understand this. This is confusing. What am I going to do? What do I need? Tell me what I'm going to do, Miss Ashton. I, got, I need some help. I need some help. Well, I can't help 40 some people, and I'm not being paid either. I'm doing the very best that I can to aid in the system, but I cannot service all of the people that come, all of the people that, that, that call. It's systematic discrimination and add to that pervasiveness because it was set up from the beginning for the farmer to fail. If you didn't farm, like most people supposed to farm, you don't have that paperwork and you don't know the language that's put in that paperwork. If you look on page five and six paperwork, that's Pickford language. Because it asks you what did you how much money did you get in Pickford? Or uh, if you prevailed, or uh, if you were denied, what was you denied on? All of that came out of pictures. Well, what is doing in this 40-page uh, complaint? It's not, it's, it's not a fair process for us, and we can never get compensated out of the way that it's going now. But I did talk to uh, Mr. McIntyre uh, last Monday for about 35, 40 minutes, and my my ending conversation with him was, if you don't get this black folks' plan off the table, 
by the first of the year, we're going to find out what the vote is worth. It, was that the last thing uh, that he said to you? Uh, repeat that again. I want to make sure I heard that. And who, what, who I told this, Mr. Uh, Will McAtee of uh, the Farm Service Agency told you exactly what? Outreach in Washington. I told him on our, our phone conversation last week. If they do not resolve this problem with the farmer and give the farmer some relief, after the first of the year, uh, by the first of the year, we will find out what the vote is worth. And that's what we need to do. We have found our voice. We need to use it well. Uh, Ms. Atkinson, uh, just quickly, I'm going to ask you a question as it relates. Uh, you've been in this struggle for many, many years, and I met you, what, about 10 or 15 years, almost 15 or so years ago, uh, after a hearing on Capitol Hill. Um, what is? What do you think... Uh, this administration is is doing to help black farmers. Is this a, uh, are, do you actually see this as a framework, uh, a, a, a train wreck for black farmers? Is that what you're saying? Yes, I do. Because you and I met in 2004. There has not been a whole lot of change. Okay. As far as as far as getting compensation, just compensation for the black farmers, there were some compensation two thousand and twelve paid out, but it wasn't due compensation, and that's why they said it this time uh, that you could get up to five hundred. Uh, $1,000 knowing good and well they wasn't going to pay it. They have no intention of paying it because you have to have paperwork like I have. From I've got paperwork from 1982 all the way through that I can put before the court that will, that will stand up in any court and has already been presented to the court already on the docket already put in the archives. Okay. Already okay. in the archives. Okay. okay. Uh, I want you to stay on, Ms. Atkinson. I appreciate uh, that clarity from a, a very grassroots approach because you're on the ground and you're working with farmers, so you know better than some of us who, uh, who just uh, talk to farmers uh, from time to time and see what uh, and listen to what Dwayne Goldman and uh, Ducheneau and Bill Sapp is telling us. Um, I think we have on the phone a uh, Marcel, someone from uh, Gwen from Texas. And if I'm not mistaken, it could be uh, Gwen. Uh, I think it's uh, Robert and Laverne Williams' daughter. Uh, I hope she's still on the line because I want to hear from her because I think she's been working on that application, and I want to know what she thinks about this process. Uh, Gwen, are you there? Uh, 
Marcel, is Gwen still on the line? I don't see her. What is her phone number? Last four. Um, so, well, you have Gwen's number? Do you have Gwen's number? Yeah, I have it, but I have to come off my line to get it, though. No, I don't want to, I don't I don't want to lose it. you. Um, if um, Lynn me, is, me, is, is listening, we'd appreciate if we could get her feedback because she's representing and she's been uh, involved in this process to some degree. Let me see. Lynn? Um, Gwen is listening. We appreciate if we could get her feedback because she's representing, and she. Just a second, Lawrence. Gwen. Okay, that's fine. I do have Lisa. Okay, I'll tell you what we'll do. Uh, We're going to kind of move on and maybe come back to this issue if we get uh, but maybe before we go forward uh, I want Lisa to come on next but I want uh, Stovall to kind of uh, what is your reaction to what you just heard from uh, Mrs. Atkinson in Lisa, Alabama you should, uh, Michael? holding a few more seconds well Mr. Atkinson is right because you got these farmers there for age now and 40 pages is Itself. But that's the way that of the beginning. And if Congress allows legislation to be passed, like it has, to ensure that the U.S. not involved due process, just don't be in a situation like that. Now, I want to pay the set up
land their productivity up land, but they can retire with full benefits. I do not know of a single one out of all the interviews that I've heard over the last 20, 30 years of an employee of the USDA having his butt fired for mistreating people. And what I did know of one uh, county supervisor who lied under oath in a deposition, and he simply got moved to another parish. Obviously, that's Louisiana. And then he got promoted of the FSA over the entire state of Louisiana. So we promote people or we let people retire when they have stolen from our, from our people. But, but there's, a, there's a pollution going on at the county committee level, just like there's a pollution going on at the national level. When the secretary gives $75 million to a group of cooperators, and they don't have to apply for it. And then he sets up the uh, equity with members and on agriculture and a large number of those people on the equity committee, equity commission rather, and on the subcommittee on agriculture have been receiving funds from USDA. You cannot tell me that that is not a conflict of interest. The I test says it's a conflict of interest. So that's one thing. People who have sold out and getting lots of money from Bill Sack are serving on the committee that is supposed to be making recommendations for changes. Now, there's another thing, Lauren, that I found in looking at that. There's some things that don't pass the I test. When a former member of the, uh, of the OGC is on the committee when a recipient of several millions of dollars past discrimination is on the committee. And then number three, a former president and CEO of the Dairy Farmers of America is on the committee. You cannot tell me that that is a balanced, um, self-led, going to do it well without it interfering from the big boy at the top. You simply can't tell me. So in my opinion, the commission does not reflect independence of leadership. Instead, to the casual observer, people like me, there appears to be a significant level of power and control exhibited by the secretary. When the secretary says, I want you on my committee, I want you on my committee, I want you on my committee, they are both members of the committee, that that does not pass the eye test of, uh, of, uh, of anything but another level of outcome. But there's another thing. The Equity Commission came up with something like 71 recommendations, and they debated long and hard to understand of what to do with the county committee. But despite all the things that we know, that Bryce Stukey knows, Michael Snowball knows, you know that I know about what happens to the committee. For them to come along and say, let's leave the county committee alone. That is really, really, really pretty ugly. And I think that reveals one more time uh, the type of secretary that we're dealing with. And if you want to know the type of secretary that we're dealing with, simply go out and Google randomly political satire and look at uh, my blog and some other things that I'll tell you about. 
he tells the truth in no whole smart kind of a way. He grasps the big picture exactly what we're talking about. So yeah, I think I think Bill Sack is doing this in service by the way he set up the equity commission and by the way he set up the ag sub subcommittee. It's bad business. Nothing but a collusion. That level matches the collusion at the county committee level. Okay. We're gonna Right. Uh, hold on a minute. Uh, we have our, our vice president on the line, uh, Lisa Donnelly. And uh, I know Lisa is listening, and, and, and Lisa, I'm glad you are back with us, uh, and uh, I'm glad uh, you've been uh, blessed by our God uh, to keep you here longer. You have a mission to accomplish that. In other words, unfinished business here, and I thank you for being on tonight. What I want to do is, before going to Christ, because he's covered some of the employees as well as the farmer in terms of USDA, but Lisa, thank you for being on tonight, and I, and I'm not mistaken, we have a few women from, um, from the Western region who suffered uh, abuse as well as sexual abuse. As for the other USDA, Lisa Donnelly, please join us. Tell us you've been hearing this about what's going on with black farmers. You've been hearing about the mess about how great a job USDA is doing. Give another perspective from from the employee standpoint. That in whatever you can tie into this conversation. Uh, Lisa uh, Lisa uh, hi, Lawrence. It's great to be back. It's really great to be back. So um, I first want to say that we've got uh, Darlene Hall with us tonight, and we've got um, Denise Rice, and we have uh, Pamela Messel on the phone with us tonight. So it's good to have them on, too. Uh, one of the things I want to talk about is that struck me was when Wayman um, Henson talked about Hold on just a moment. I think we're having some technical difficulties. Is, uh, uh, Gary Johnson, is there some way we can uh, maybe correct and get some clarity because Lisa is kind of bouncing around. Uh, what can we do? Uh, that's not on this end. That's on that end. I wish there was something we could do. Is, is, um, is uh, some um, feedback, is some kind of feedback. Um, what can we do? Can we maybe have uh, Lisa and those ladies call in on the uh, Zoom line? Uh, so yeah, they, they can join us. They can yeah. join us via Zoom if they can. Yeah. Hey, uh, Lisa, uh, what I would like for you to do is, uh, could you join us on the Zoom line? Uh, it's a link that we that I sent out, and it has at the bottom, it has a Zoom link. Can you and the ladies get on the Zoom link and join us yeah, we, uh, on the Zoom we, call, please? We wanted to do that, Lawrence, but uh, we we don't have the link. We don't know um, where the link is. I I just moved my phone. Is it? Can you hear me better now? Yeah. Um, okay, you just muted your phone. I just I I yeah I just. Uh, I just put it on speaker instead of having it on headphones. Okay. Does that help at all? 
Yeah, I think, uh, Gary, can't you hear a little clearer now? Not yet. Uh, uh, Lisa, go ahead. Uh, uh, keep talking for a moment and see if we can uh, correct this uh, technical difficulty. Go ahead. Go ahead and, and, and I want to find out what, uh, what Gary Johnson is, is, is hearing. Go ahead, Lisa. Okay. All right, because we tried to find the link and we couldn't do it, all of us women. So how, how does that sound now? Do I, sound okay? I think I think uh, uh, Lisa, if you all could come in um, on the link uh, on the Zoom link, it'll be better. It's it's at the bottom of the uh, promo that we sent out. Can you can you uh, can you and the ladies get on the link so we can uh, uh, move forward with you all? We don't we don't have that, Lawrence. We didn't get that link. We've lost. Uh, we can't find it. So. You can't find the link. No, okay, I'll tell you what I'm going to do, Lisa. We didn't get it. I'm going to I'm going to let um, I'm going to let Bryce uh, speak for a while, and I'm going to take my cell phone and I'm going to send you that link. Okay. All right. And 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 you can flip it to uh, the rest of the ladies, please. Uh, uh, Bryce, uh, help us out with some clarity uh, about USDA. And it's uh, shenanigans uh, about civil rights at USDA as we try to uh, link our ladies from uh, the Western region. Uh, uh, Bryce Stuckey, thank you very much for being with us tonight. Bryce Stuckey. Uh, thanks for inviting me. Um, glad to be here. Uh, well, basically, so uh, I'm a journalist and researcher. I've worked with Nate Rosenberg on black farmer issues for uh, five or six years, and we've done a lot of reporting on um, discrimination in the field and in the office in D.C., and uh, what I found is the two, there's kind of two problems. One is the um, that the offices that control the resources in the counties, you know, are staffed by connected um, people and, you know, we're usually talking about the South or often talking about the South when we're talking about discrimination against black farmers and um, a lot of these USDA employees are racist and there are so many stories about USDA employees and uh, people working at banks or uh, other farmers colluding to make a black farmer lose their land by delaying a loan or something like that. Hey, this is Chuck the Goat from Goat USA. I wanted to break into your podcast and tell you about the new Goat USA store at Garden State Plaza. Check us out next to Seasons 52 across from Fogo to Chow. Be the goat by wearing the goat and gift your loved ones with the greatest apparel of all time. Heavenly soft and incredibly durable, Goat USA sweatshirts and joggers are the most outstanding gifts this holiday season. So come see us at Garden State Plaza. And if you don't know, you soon will. Goat! Goat USA. Apparel for kids and adults. Chuck out. <laughs> Holiday shopping never used to be this easy. Told you, Grandma. You sit on the couch and buy gifts on your phone? It's Cyber Week at BJ's Wholesale Club. At your age, I scrape together loose change from under the cushions of this couch and walk 10 miles to get a blender. Now you can get small appliances, TVs, hot tech, and toys at up to 60% off at BJ's right from this couch. 
Now, help me lift these cushions. Maybe we'll find a buffalo nickel. Don't miss BJ's Cyber Week deals now through December 1st at BJ's.com. BJ's. Absurdly simple savings.